to the Podcast Podcast. I'm Andy Nelson. Hey, everybody. Oh, hi, I'm Pete Wright. And we are the co-founders of True Story FM. And we decided that we podcast a lot. It is a lot. You might say uh, an exhaustive uh, amount of (laughs) podcasting that we do between all our shows. But one of the things that we don't ever get a chance to really do is to talk about the business of podcasting. And podcasting is changing a lot right now. And it's in the news. And we thought it might be interesting to have a conversation. I don't know how often we're going to have this conversation, uh, but at least to have a conversation about what's up with the podcasting business as, as the news comes about. The podcasting industry, I think it's fair to say, has, has changed very rapidly, very frequently uh, yeah. since, you know, since it started in the, in the aughts. And, and uh, especially recently, like really recently, like just constant, constant changes. And it's been growing like crazy. COVID really kicked that up. And here we are. We figured, you know, let's dig in. And this is a good place to just kind of see what's going on now. Like what is actually happening out there at this very moment? I think we should talk about directories first. What do you think about that? You know, yeah, in the scope of podcast directories, uh, there are a variety of different apps and everything. It's probably good to discuss them because there's a lot of change going on there, right? Yeah, there really is. I I think, you know, when we when we talk about what a directory is, you know, I, I, a lot of people I think, you know, I, this is really for my mom. OK, so mom. <laughs> uh, Hey, mom. <laughs> a, a, a podcast directory is is the place. It's the app that you use or the tool that you use to find the podcasts that you want to listen to. And the biggest ones on the market are, you know, Apple Podcasts on Apple platforms. And uh, Spotify obviously made some significant moves into becoming a podcast directory. There are other podcast directories. There are a lot of them. And uh, one of the things that we've seen just literally right now is consolidation in podcast directory space that is making it, uh, uh, forcing listeners to change their behavior. And I think that's one of the things that I'm most interested in. How do these changes in the business landscape impact the people who just want to put their headphones on on a train and listen to their latest podcasts? So... You know, the first one that hit us, uh, because, you know, a true story, we're, we try to be to represent in all of the podcast directories, as many as we, we can find, um, is Radio Public. And Radio Public started as a, a sort of not a crowdfunded, but it was on like Republic, that investor funded Kickstarter uh, thing a, a long time ago, I, I think in the, in the teens. And it was acquired by Acast the podcast host in 2021. Within a year of that acquisition, I think people who were on the radio public platform had already started reporting that this thing is (laughs) just going dark. It's not looking great. But they kept their directory up and running and they had a nice little app that people could listen to their shows on. Well, they announced that uh, just uh, last month that it it is finally being sunset in March of 2024. And so we went through and we changed all of our landing pages and removed the radio public button, which is which is very sad because they were doing something different. Um, You know, they were trying to represent a a place that is different in the podcasting landscape than the one that is dominated by Apple and Spotify. So that was the first one. I shed a tear personally because I think those people were really good at what they do. And uh, and, and it just didn't work out. So that's the first one. Is that the end of ACAST also? Or is ACAST still around? Yeah, ACAST is still doing its... 
publishing, right? Absolutely. And in yeah. fact, you know, Acast, insofar as Radio Public was a destination for like pod sites and, and a really a way to help you fund and grow your podcast, Acast is taking that on. But yeah. Acast really is a host, right? Acast is a tool that we would use to actually where our files live, right? They didn't have as much of the app front end you know, as as Radio Public did. It was it was nice. It was nice. Yeah, all right. Are they working still with Amazon quite a bit? I think they are, right? Yes, and they're, well, they're working with a lot of different people. They're also working heavily with Patreon. Um, they're the, the back-end podcast support for Patreon. If you choose to do a Patreon podcast, you have a choice of either uh, uploading your episodes as a, um, you know, as an individual post or connecting your Acast feed into your Patreon account. So if you're looking to fund your podcast, Acast is your player gotcha. uh, as well. So that's Radio Public. Uh, again, consolidation. Yes, the next yes, one yes. is Stitcher. Stitcher was kind of a big one because they've been around forever. Forever. It was one where a lot of people got started when they were yeah. first listening to podcasts. I remember, I think it may have been the first place I was listening to them after Apple. Yeah, I think that's that's entirely fair. Stitcher, I look at, I don't know why, I don't know if this is necessarily a fair um, comparison, but in my head, Stitcher was the LinkedIn of podcast directories. <laughs> I don't I don't know why. It just has a very LinkedIn vibe. And uh, so it's been around a long, long time. Um, it was, the, the company, Stitcher, was acquired by Sirius XM. Uh, Sirius XM is part of a massive uh, entertainment delivery conglomerate. And uh, they also acquired our former uh, podcast host, Simplecast. Uh, and Simplecast uh, has sort of absorbed the Stitcher front end. So if you want to put your podcast on Stitcher slash Sirius XM, you have to go through Simplecast now. And, um, and what they're saying is, Sirius XM, that all of the podcasts that you, you know, listen to in Stitcher, once the, you know, everybody goes in and claims all their podcasts, eventually they'll all be represented in the, the SiriusXM app experience. What I have heard from listeners is it's still very confused right now that mm. SiriusXM is really trying to get all their ducks in a row. They Those ducks are decidedly not road right now. And uh, and so it makes it hard to to kind of understand if if Sirius XM is going to be your future destination for free and open podcasting. Interesting. And there's a lot of uh, like Stitcher, well, Earwolf, Sirius XM. That's a lot of the comedy shows that I'm familiar with, like that Earwolf Conan. would have like Comedy Bang Bang and Conan's yep. there. And yeah. uh, maybe the two, <laughs> the two that I can well, remember. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, you know, I, I, you know, in terms of when when you start bringing up specific properties, this is another bit of big news. I'll just jump ahead a little bit that that uh, for years, the Smartless podcast with Will Arnett and Jason Bateman and Sean Hayes was on Wondery, which was an Amazon company, right? Wondery mm -hmm. Plus, which actually came out of 20th Century Fox and then was acquired by Amazon. <laughs> and they had a massive deal with the Smartless guys. 
And so they've been exclusive with Wondery. And I actually, the reason I subscribe to Wondery Plus is so that I could get the ad-free week early version of Smartless. Uh, I do, I'm a fan of that show legitimately. So I am deeply disappointed to hear that Wondery didn't pony up for those guys and let Smartless go to, I don't even need a drum roll, Sirius XM for a hundred million dollars, right? A hundred million dollars, Andy. God, I'm swallowing my own tongue. Crazy. It's too much money. So I, I think that is a really interesting thing that that we're we're seeing this massive podcast buyout in an era when we're seeing massive podcast buyouts phase out, right? Like we're at the end of a of a certain era in podcasting, and that's that is representative of an interesting one. So also representative of the fact that Sirius is trying to get their again their house in order and have some big big names that are front and center on this thing. So uh, I think that is an interesting move. It is. Yeah, it definitely is. What else? What other what other directories? Well, I want to yeah, I want to jump back to Google Podcasts because that that's another one. That is like when you when you think about the the big the big names in big tech, right? It's, it's Spotify, Apple and Google, which has always had the you know, the the most clumsy uh approach to podcasting of all of them, right? It has been sure, yeah. kind of a nightmare. They let their <laughs> algorithm run rampant over podcasts. They're constantly like searching for. So as a podcaster, I have to submit our feeds to Google Podcasts and then wait. And eventually the algorithm says, okay, yes, this is really a podcast. And if you do anything on your RSS feed to change it, uh, then the Google Podcast will say, no, we've we found a different podcast. We're changing your feed. We're changing your, you know, we're just doing things. <laughs> we're doing stuff. And there are no people. I, Google Podcast is the iRobot of podcast directories. It Oy. is trying to be way too smart for its own good, which is kind of why I'm excited for this change. Google Podcast is going away completely. But where do the, where would a company like Google put their audio media. Where would they possibly? What platform would Google well, have? <laughs> I wonder. Let's let's think. Who do they own? <laughs> Who else do they own that has an incredible platform for podcast audio? Oh my God! Yes, it's YouTube. And uh, so I'm I'm actually really excited about this. And the, but the it's a big ask. The migration to YouTube from a podcaster perspective is on par with as clumsy as the Google Podcasts experience was. I've been complaining about it for, nay, weeks to you. Alphabet. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, you could say it's just a big alphabet soup. You yeah. might say that. It's a, I, I see what you did. Mm. <laughs> I, I acknowledge your <laughs> reference. It was well, well done. Um, so it, it, for, as a podcaster, you have to go into YouTube. You create uh, essentially a podcast playlist. All of these are just glorified playlists. And then you set your RSS feed to upload the audio. And what it, what it does is obviously YouTube is a video platform. So what does it do? Well, it just takes your art and creates a video that is your art shaped and processes your audio and then allows you to release it to the public. And it is subject to all of the other copyright claim systems, content ID, all the stuff that we're used to as creators from the perspective of, of being on YouTube. If you upload videos, all of that now applies to your podcast. We're not accustomed to that because none of the other directories really do it, right? Podcasting That's, has been kind of wild west. YouTube has yeah. a system. Well, and that's always 
been one of the sticking points with some of our movie specific podcasts because even if you put a trailer in there you'll get dinged sometimes by youtube saying oh copywritten content even though it's yeah. a trailer which is an advertisement and all we are is basically using it as an advertisement <laughs> for a conversation about that property so it really should be no more than that but you know youtube you know has always dinged us in that field and now they will continue to do so uh, just as efficiently as they always have yeah well andy i mean what a great example because we one of the shows that we are proud to partner with is the exorcist minute we we are the production partner of the exorcist minute those guys are fantastic they have a great show uh if you're into the exorcist check it out um and one of the during the the writer strike they did a whole series of shows on the history of the devil and it's great and you learn a lot and they're funny and they used a bit of public domain classical music that is again operative term public domain and that one track on all of these like 15 episodes that they did during the strike has the copyright blocked in one country. <laughs> Do you know what country that is? What? Well, okay. First, tell people what the piece of music <laughs> is because maybe that will clue them in. Oh, no. Now you, it's a night on Bald Mountain. I, night on Bald Mountain. Mor Mazursky, it is Night yes. on Bald Mountain. Yes, Mazursky. So the, the country, Andy, is Russia. Yes. Russia has blocked <laughs> our podcast episodes. No one can listen to this in Russia. And I don't know why I find that so funny. I can't quite put my finger on it, but it is funny. There is uh, there's apparently there's no acknowledgement of the public domain in Russia. And yeah. uh, you so, want Mazorsky, you pay for it. You pay for it. Right. <laughs> so um, that is that's where we are. Uh, YouTube. So this was the other issue with YouTube. Normally, when you publish an RSS feed, right, this is the backbone of podcasting. When you publish it to a directory, the directory says, okay, I see the RSS feed, I acknowledge it, and I will serve it. And that means when uh, a user, we'll call her Natalie, opens up her podcast app and says, I want to subscribe to this podcast, the directory is merely a pass-through agent. The directory just says, okay, Natalie, hey, I want to introduce you to the True Story guys, and you guys are really great together, and so <laughs> we're just going to have you listen to their stuff. And that's it. Like, we take on the responsibility of making sure that our feeds are up to date, that all of our episodes are in place. That's not how YouTube works. YouTube oh, actually dear. takes our audio and uploads it to their own services in order to create the video versions. Yeah. But that means we are no longer hosting our own audio for YouTube. They are. We can still go in and change all the, all the goodies, but that means that this migration to YouTube is comically slow because we can only upload 100 episodes a day and we have thousands and thousands and thousands of episodes in our catalog over the last since 2006. And so it has been an absolute circus getting into YouTube. I am confident that once we do, I'm already seeing some massive spikes in listenership as Google podcast listeners find our shows in YouTube and YouTube music and are able to subscribe to them. And that is that is a fantastic thing. But our bigger shows are taking forever. And I think we're seeing that across the industry as people update their audio editions of their podcasts into YouTube music. So I, I, I'm not sure any of this made a lot of sense, but it, it does. I think it will be ultimately good for us 
to yeah. find new new listeners in this platform. Yeah, I, I do too. The one thing that I'm not looking forward to that also speaks to just this whole process that YouTube is forcing upon us, no matter what directories we use, we've always been able to calculate our our uh, the numbers, like the the stats, the you know the oh, analytics sure. from yeah. one place. Now it's going to increase because YouTube's a- any views on YouTube, we have to check in on YouTube to get those stats. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, on on one hand, it's it's troublesome because now we we have, <laughs> we have to do math, right? <laughs> this we have to actually do podcast math uh, because none of the analytics coming through YouTube are going to go into our other analytics platforms, whether that's Chartable or Transistor, where we host our, our, our own hosting partner. Um, the On the upside, while we get all of YouTube's, the, the baggage of YouTube's content ID system and all of their copyright system, we also get their analytics uh, because they are deep into the analytics of their listeners. And we can now see the number of people who start, the number of people who subscribe to our channel, the number of people who listen to more than a certain number of minutes, right? We get to see data that we are not accustomed to. And I think the the what's interesting, and it, you know, particularly on our shows, we do a movie show, right? The next reel is is our movie show. And all of the titles of our podcast are first the name of the movie, Right. And that has gotten us a massive spike in YouTube listens for people who I think are searching for the movie and they find our podcast and are very disappointed, I have to imagine, because they listen to like 10 seconds. I can see they're listening to like 10 seconds of our movie show, which isn't the movie. And then they hang up. So, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, good and bad, like yeah. pros and cons for sure yeah. of of what um, of what we have ahead of us. So Apple is really the only place where we can get any of that sort of analytic uh, you know, right? I mean, we, we can get... We get some, we get it's, some it's a, with Spotify. It's a little work some, to kind of go through yeah. Apple to kind of dig around in there, but they do provide some of that, at least. Well, it is. And and I would say comparing... <laughs> I'm going to say it. Apples to apples isn't really possible. But in, in <laughs> Apple, we have that subset of people who are listening. They're listening on an Apple device in an Apple app, and they are yeah. listening to our podcast. And with YouTube, of course, they'll be listening to YouTube music, but we also have the web listens, right? And YouTube is, I, I should add, a fantastic sharing economy. It, it is possible that overnight, YouTube becomes the easiest way to share a podcast for someone to listen True. to immediately. So yeah. mom, when we do an episode and it shows up on YouTube, expect YouTube links. And I think that's fascinating. <laughs> is this, with all of this conversation about all of these different directories, I mean, are we shifting to a place? I mean, I can't imagine we're going to be getting to a place like the networks, the TV networks with the big three or something like that. Uh, you know, but it's not quite like cable or uh, you know anything since where we've got hundreds of them. But it does seem like it's thinning out. You know, like as things get acquired and everything. Are are, are we feeling like we're hitting a point where things are settling or? Does it seem like uh, we're we're there are too many small things out there that still are going to get gobbled up? Well, I hope they don't. I really hope they don't because the best podcast experiences are not in these big three, right? If you yeah. love podcasting, 
search out great podcast apps, right? Check out Overcast from Marco Arment. Check out Pocket Casts from Automatic. Like these are, are really good, useful tools. And the people who are developing them are really putting their, um, you know, real sweat into making sure that the audio experience is great. And I love them. Yeah, I, I say that and out of the other side of my mouth, like, I mean, you know, our analytics, Apple users and, and listeners are a massive, have a massive, massive weight on True Story. Most people who are listening to True Story shows across the podcasts that we do are listening on Apple podcasts in, yeah. in some way, shape or form. And um, Spotify is creeping up, but it is still a shadow in, in what, you know, because Apple is the default on podcast listeners' devices, and those are generally iPhones, iPads. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's where we are. I, so are, is, is there consolidation? I don't know. I'm really curious. I, I don't want to make any bets on the role of YouTube, YouTube Music in podcasting space for 2024, because I think it's all up in the air. Um, but Truly. I'm optimistic. I'm yeah, really yeah. optimistic. So Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean... Okay, so shifting gears. So that's podcast directories. That's a big thing going on. We've already yeah. talked a little bit about Smart List. I brought that up with that yeah. change. Anything else going on with other podcast show changes? Any other big things that are worth well, uh, note? I don't know. I mean, this is not. A, I, this is just something I've been thinking about. You can tell me if you think I'm crazy. I the, what I hinted at earlier was the end of this epic of of podcast massive podcast spending. Yeah, and. That's because, you know, right around 2019, 2020, 2021, we're talking about pandemic era, there was a lot of money being put into podcasting. And this was the era of, you know, Gimlet shows and NPR heavily investing and lots of investor money going into acquisitions and trying to consolidate creator networks. And these people who started out with field recorders and, you know, boom mics walking, walking on the, around the street suddenly had a ton of money and hired lots of teams of incredibly creative audio professionals, you know, and they created great shows. But all of the money inflated the entire business, the entire business built on the backs of people who don't know what an editorial calendar is. They just like <laughs> to create stuff. Right. Yeah. And I think those two parts of the business collided. And we the last so 2023 and now 24, we're seeing a reset. Like I'm seeing so much news about like the podcast inter industry is losing luster. I don't think that's true. I think the podcast bubble has burst and we're seeing a reset and rediscovering the creators who have been here all along just trying to create good stuff. So Joe Rogan, for example, went to Spotify exclusive in 2020 and just like a week ago or something as we're recording this, I mean, very, very recently, Spotify renegotiated his deal or he renegotiated his deal with Spotify and they got rid of the exclusivity clause. So now Joe Rogan, for the first time in four years, is back in Apple podcasts and and, you know, eventually YouTube podcasts, I'm sure, or YouTube music, I'm sure. And in all of the places where you can get podcasts. And to me, I look at that as a sign that podcasting in order to thrive requires a degree of openness that all of those, you know, heavily financially inflated deals ignored. And I, I think it's fantastic. I think it's great news that we're seeing that kind of thing. Do you think I'm crazy? Well, no, but I, I still think it's crazy that, and I, I'm not exactly sure Spotify's 
uh, mindset. But the exclusive licensing deal in September 2020 was uh, about $200 million. This latest one, February 2024, it's $250 million, and it's not exclusive. And so it's not exactly sure. I mean, I don't think inflation works quite that steeply over over four years. Maybe I'm wrong. It's podflation. Podflation. You know, I think you're. It's I mean, rogue I, I inflation think is what it is. It's That's, rogue inflation. Uh, I think there's something to that, though, right? Like this is because for them, it's not just the exclusivity deal; it's the advertising deal. Because now they're paying, you know, a a portion of that has to be allocated to the fact that they're going to have a massive new audience. That's what the exclusivity deal turned off was the ability for people who don't use Spotify and don't care about Spotify who left Rogan to even hear all the Spotify stuff, right? Like, I I think it's interesting now to have him back in Apple Podcasts where I'm sure the audience will grow quickly and they will all be hearing and be constantly reminded about the value of Spotify because he will pitch it. That's where the ads are. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I am curious if, uh, I mean, there was so much controversy with him regarding uh, misinformation and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, and I wonder how that's going to play out outside of the Spotify circles, because I know Spotify had its own right non-reactions with that. Well, and ne- thank God Neil Young was there, because you remember that was the big deal, or Neil Young pulled all his music off of Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, What's he right. going to pull all his music off of Apple Music too? Knowing Apple, no, knowing Neil Young. <laughs> knowing I, Neil Young, I, yes. probably. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure he's probably. already done it. <laughs> so that, I don't know. I, I don't have a, a checklist of all the other shows that are, you know, out there, but uh, that have exclusivity deals. But I do, I mean, I think it's important to talk about some of the other shifts that have happened in the industry of late. Yeah, I mean, there's been, we've, you know, encountered this quite a bit with advertising and the shifting attitude toward the the dynamically inserted ads because they're just don't relate. They feel, uh, you know, listeners feel like they're having kind of this intimate conversation or, you know, they're listening to an intimate conversation with somebody who feels like their friend and then suddenly you get this, this ad for a casino or something yeah. thrust at you. And uh, that's been kind of something that a lot of podcasts have started listening to that these dynamically inserted ads don't seem like they're working as well. And so, yeah, listeners have, you know, people are starting to listen more to the listeners, I suppose, is is a good uh, way to phrase the next part of our conversation here. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope so. And and when you look at the, you know, uh, we're talking about all the noise around the shifting habits of podcasts and all the podcasts that were canceled in 2023, that probably would have been fine had they gone a, toward a listener model. Their audiences were big enough that just law of large numbers m- might have actually supported their production. Uh, heavyweight, rough translation, louder than a riot, not or into it from uh, Sam Sanders. Like these podcasts were beloved. And because they were part of Spotify or NPR, they were just axed. And I cannot help but look at those as somebody who's in the podcast business and think, my God, those were treasures, those shows. And putting them on a, a, a member support model, I, I just have to imagine, would have um, would have helped them to thrive at a smaller scale. It doesn't take much to help a podcast thrive, uh, you know. At scale. Yeah. 
yeah, it's not, you know, we're not producing TV shows with, you know, right. you know, on location and all these, you know, big actor salaries, things like that. It's, it's a very different model. And so, I don't know, just the working with the listeners in a way that helps the listeners better understand. I mean, if you're going to, you know, ads that are recorded by the podcasters, but then as mm-hmm. you're talking about, like this listener supported model of membership based podcasting and, and using that to kind of help uh, kind of, you know, keep your shows growing with the, the audiences that are dedicated to you. Yeah, I, I think that has been a big lesson learned, which is that, you know, in the in the face of all of the big money buyouts and inflation that we've been talking about, uh, all those inflated ad rates as the podcast bubble continues to ooze, I don't know, pop. <laughs> um, it is the That's value of listener support. It, it is so gross. Uh, it, it is that listener support that helps to completely uh, soften the dramatic, sharp curves that that happen when advertisers pull out for whatever reason or another. So, I the, I guess my call to action is like, please, if you if there is a podcast that you find you love, and uh, there is a way to support it directly, please do it. Right. There is just no way to understate the value of modest paying audiences for creators looking to thrive and create more. And uh, that's that is a I know for the, like that can be a hard ask, but it it really again is just if if there is a a uh, you know an, a small portion of any podcast audience that is willing to throw a few bucks a month at the show, it can help shows really take off. Uh, and and I hope. This that becomes the story of 24, 25, uh, 26 is is more creator control thanks to listener direct involvement. I mean, I, I think it's a, a valuable way to really kind of not just grow your support and your and you have your listeners, but you're also building this community. And I think that's yeah. something that really um, that people really enjoy. Me too. Well, this has been a great conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be really fun and we'll figure it out. We'll figure out a schedule and it this show will will come out some more. But uh, hang out with <laughs> us. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for being uh, being a part of it. And, you know, if this is your first True Story show, head over to truestory.fm and see what other shows we have on the table, all in uh, entertainment and social good and uh, comedy and <laughs> feelings. Um, we're r- thrilled to have you here and uh, have you on board. And, and if this is the only true story show you ever listened to. Uh, Well, we appreciate you there too. Hope you enjoy it. See you next time.